again, friends, and welcome on into episode 178 of the SCO Show, proudly a part of the Pat's Pulpit Podcast Network and brought to you by the great folks at SB Nation. My name is Mark Schofield, back in the big chair for today, March 8th, 2021. It is a mock draft Monday. We're going to have listener mocks in the second half of the show. My latest for you and only you, the gentle denizens of the SCO Show listener base, my latest seven-round Patriots mock draft. And it will have a theme, as I will explain in a moment. But before we get into that, in a mock draft that is sure to infuriate everybody, your usual cavalcade of announcements. Please do follow along with the hijinks on the Bird app at Mark Schofield. Check out the work at a variety of places, including USA Today Touchdown Wire. Doug Ferrar and I uh, spent a good portion of Sunday morning going through and finalizing our draft plan. You can expect things from Doug and I like top 10 at every position, mock drafts, scheme fits, sleepers, versatile players, top 50, positional podcasts, and more. We're going to kick that off at the end of March um, after we get through sort of free agency where we're going to have free agency covered. We're going to have team needs, fits, post-free agency mock drafts, all of that fun stuff. This is literally like the last week of slow NFL news, which will start to build to a crescendo by the end of the crescendo by the end of the week as we get into free agency next week. So the sprint to the draft is upon us. But let's dive into today's mock. And what we're going to do today is this. We're going to do a seven round mock draft over at the Draft Network using their mock draft machine. And I said that there is going to be a theme to this mock. And the theme is this. And as I said, it might not make you happy. But we're going to do it. And this is the theme. What if the Patriots draft Mac Jones at 15? That's the theme. And I told you it was going to infuriate people, right? But that's what we're going to do. We're going to see what things look like if they draft Mac Jones at 15. And I will start this by saying the following. I had to adjust the settings for this mock draft using the Draft Network's mock draft machine to using their big board and not their predictive board Because every time I tried to do this exercise using their predictive board, Mac Jones came off the board at 12 to the San Francisco 49ers. And so that tells you right there why the idea of Mac Jones at 15 might be infuriating, but yet a worthy exercise. Because even though Mac Jones is the 57th ranked player on TDN's big board, using their predictive board for a mock draft, he's gone by 15. And so that illustrates the point. If the Patriots are indeed going to draft Mac Jones, it will probably have to be at 15, if not sooner, which may be far too early for some of you to consider Mac Jones. And so the exercise is going to be this. If they draft Jones at 15, what kind of draft can they put around him? And so here we are. On the clock, 
at 15. And even though Trey Lance is staring me in the face. And every fiber of my being says, Mark, you got to draft Trey Lance. Forget this silly little exercise. Forget this fun little show. Draft Trey Lance. We're going to draft Mac Jones. And so you're bored with the Patriots taking Mac Jones in this exercise at 15. Trevor Lawrence at 1, Jalen Waddell at 2, Penny Sewell at 3, Kyle Pitts at 4, Jamar Chase at 5, Caleb Farley at 6, Devonta Smith at 7, Justin Fields at 8, Micah Parsons 9, Quiddy Pay at 10. At 11, you get Jalen Phillips. 12, Zach Wilson, Vera Tucker at 13, Darisoff 14, Mac Jones at 15, with the following players available. Trey Lance, yes, as we talked about, but Rashawn Slater, Patrick Sertan, JOK, Baron Browning. Like, there's players all over the board here staring me in the face that I would love, but we're going to see what happens now because that's the critical part, right? If you take Mac Jones at 15, you have to get everything else right. But what would that look like? And that's the critical point to this entire exercise, to this entire thought process of what would Mac Jones at 15 mean for the rest of the Patriots draft? You know, and we're going to be in the clock here in a couple of seconds at 46. And obviously this exercise also illustrates the fact that if Mac Jones is going to be their plan in some way, shape, or form, they need to do a lot of smart things in free agency, which kicks off here in just over a week. And so now that we are on the clock at 46, I will tell you that something disastrous happened at 45. Pat Fryermuth went off the board to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and so there's a tight end option that is not available. And so let's work through other options for us with this pick at 46. Now, thinking that we want to address those three Ps, right? And interestingly enough, Trey Lance went at 35, so that's that's a bit of a shock. Let's look to see what's available at wide receiver. Wide receiver has started to thin out a bit, but there are three names. Well, there are a number of names that intrigue me, but three names really that intrigue me at this spot. DME Brown. At 49, Amon Ross St. Brown at 50. These are their TDN player rankings. Um, Dwayne Eskridge, who's ranked 63. Tylen Wallace, who's ranked at 79. Um, Nico Collins, who's at 55. But Nico Collins is at 55. I'm just going to say that. I'll I, I love my thoughts on Nico Collins later. Um, Elijah Moore, Amari Rogers. So there are wide receiver options available to us at 49. And that's also something to consider is that this is such a deep wide receiver class that you could you could still address that position. We'll look at tight end, which is a position that really thins out. Um, but Brevin Jordan is there. I like Brevin Jordan. I know others in the Slack channel don't. I could see why, right? He certainly has the feel perhaps of Hunter Bryant, the Washington tight end that was kind of talked up last year, but this like move type tight end, how often did they really pan out? Tommy Tremble is available, but I, as much as I like him, he's a bit more of a projection given how Notre Dame used him. Hunter Lawn, Trey McKitty, Kenny Yoba, uh, Quinton Morris, Nick Eubanks, they're available. If you're going to throw the darts 
for a tight end late in this draft. The guys I like are Miller Forrestal, the Alabama guy, uh, Tony Poljan, the Central Michigan QB turned tight end, turned Virginia tight end. I like him. Um, he's probably going to make my top 11 over at USA Today. Um, so I, I'm probably going to wait on tight end just because I don't think it's as pressing a need. I'll just look at the overall board, see if anything stands out. Javante Williams is fascinating. Jabril Cox is fascinating. I think those are two names that are available that do stand out to me. But I come back to DME Brown. I'm a big fan of his game. I think his ability to work down the vertical stem, work up the vertical stem, and more than anything else, I love his awareness and feel for playing the game. One of the things that truly stands out to me is he will run a route, but he won't stop running a route. And what I mean by that is this. Say he's tasked with running a comeback route. You know, 15 back to 12, right? If the ball is not to him, he immediately starts working towards the quarterback. He will run a curl route and run straight back to the line of scrimmage if he doesn't get the ball, trying to make himself available to the quarterback. So we're going with a guy that will be helpful for our young quarterback in Mac Jones. DME Brown is the pick. And so now we wait. We have our next pick will be in the third round. Now, TDN has not put the comp picks in yet. And so we have to wait for those. And so we just have the picks that we're working with here in the third round. And that's the pick at 96 on their board. And I will also say that I'm declining also to trade offers and stuff. I'm just working through the idea of value at different spots in the draft if Mac Jones is the pick at 15. And so we are now on the clock at 96, the New England Patriots. And big board-wise, Kenneth Gainwell from Memphis, uh, Josiah Joshua Bledsoe, the Missouri safety, Andre Sisco, the Syracuse safety, Benjamin St. Juice, the Minnesota corner, which is a name that I'm certainly going to consider. Um, since we talked about wide receiver and tight end, um, let's look at those positions. A wide receiver, Rodgers, Demetric Felton, Jalen Darden, who is getting a ton of buzz recently in the fantasy football community. And I've stressed before, um, always keep an eye on what the fantasy community is looking at. Uh, I cannot stress that enough. And they are starting to become enamored uh, with Jalen Darden. Um, Stephanie Smalls, uh, fantasy player, loves watching rookie tape. Like she was talking about him. The entire fantasy community is talking about him. Uh, somebody at Good Morning Football was talking about him. Like he's getting some serious buzz. Um, other receivers who are available, Daz Newsom, Marlon Williams, um, Sage Sherratt. Um, so that's starting to fill in a little bit. Anthony Schwartz, the Auburn guy. Um, so there are still options, but haven't addressed receiver. I want to look elsewhere. Um, other positions of need, at least according to TDN guys and girls over there, uh, tight end, interior defensive line, linebacker, safety, offensive tackle, running back, interior offensive line, corner, edge, like basically everything. Um, let's look at corner for a second here. St. Juice, Kelvin Joseph, Sean Wade, Ambry Thomas. Like those are the guys who are available here. Um, intriguing, certainly intriguing there. And... Maybe a guy or two we would be helpful, considerate, taken here at 96. Let's look at other positions of need. We've looked at that. Let's look at the edge class. As expected, this does sort of thin out a bit. Um, 
Patrick Johnson, Ronnie Perkins, Peyton Turner, Cameron Sample, Janarius Robinson, Jonathan Cooper. Like those are the top edges that are still available. Offensive tackle is deeper. Hudson, Hainsey, Brady Christensen, Brendan James, Josh Ball, Dan Moore, Jalen Moore. It does sort of thin out after you get past those guys. So we might want to give consideration to a tackle in this spot. Um, a lot of that will be dependent on how free agency plays out, but that's something to consider. Linebacker, very interesting position group, and it really sort of thins out. Um, Jameen Davis, Garrett Wallow, Monty Rice, Charles Snowden, Tony Fields, Tony, Justin Hilliard, uh, Patty Fisher. Um, it does thin out there. Interior offensive line, let's look there. Trey Smith, Aaron Banks, Ben Cleveland, Tommy Kramer, Deontay Brown. This position group, I think, stays rather solid, interestingly enough. So I might just wait here. And a lot of this will probably be determined by if they bring Joe Tooney back. So we'll wait on that. Interior defensive line. This is not the best draft class for that. But you've got some guys later that I think we can live with. Marvin Wilson, Jalen Twyman, Ali McNeil, uh, Malik Heron. There are some names later in this draft. So another position I'm okay with waiting on. So we come back to two defensive positions. Corner, which is deep, but still. And edge. An edge. I'm going to go corner here. Uh, Benjamin St. Juice, Kelvin Joseph, Sean Wade, Ambry Thomas at 127. I know that's been a popular pick, but I'm going to go with Benjamin St. Juice, the Minnesota corner. Um, I've been watching him because I'm going to be doing corners um, over at USA Today. I'm becoming a big fan of his game. Um, very intrigued by what he can do. And so I'm going to make him the pick at 96, and we'll see what comes around and what's available for us at 120 when we are on the clock next. Now remember, this is the Mac Jones exercise. Mac Jones was at 15. I am forcing that pick to see what the rest of the board looks like. Demi Brown was at 46. Benjamin St. Juice, the Minnesota corner, at 96. And now we are on the clock at 120. And I would tell you that Darius Stillis, Marlon Tuopolotu, Elijah Griffin, Keith Taylor Jr., James Wiggins, Janarius Robinson, Kellen Mond, Robert Hainsey, Ambry Thomas at 110 to the Browns, Cameron Sample at 109. Those were some of the recent picks. Now, we debated edge, and it really sort of thinned out because a lot of edges went. I mentioned Robinson. I mentioned Cameron Sample. Some other edges, Peyton Turner went, Ronnie Perkins, Patrick Johnson. Like one, two, three, four, five edges went, all edges that I was considering um, between 96 and 120. So going corner there might not have been the move, especially when you consider corners that are left, Darius Williams, Trey Norwood, Robert Rochelle, Thomas Graham Jr. Like there are still some viable options here. Other positions of need remain, interior defensive line and interior offensive line. All those names that I mentioned, Marvin Wilson, Jalen Twyman, Aylin McNeil, they're still available. Interior offensive line, players that remain include Ben Cleveland, David Moore, Tommy Kramer, Deontay Brown. I'd be fine with all those guys. And we will be picking again at pick 138. So we just have 18 picks. And so given that, I think the play here is... You know, make sure we draft at a position where we're not happy with how it thins out after that. Tight end, I still think, is a number of dart throws. Let's look at safety. All those guys that I mentioned are still there. 
Bledsoe, Cisco, Richard LeCount, Tariq Thompson, Adarius Washington. I think safety is still okay. So let's look at offensive tackle. Brady Christensen from BYU. He's out there. Other options include Brendan James from Nebraska, Josh Ball from Marshall, Dan Moore um, from Texas A&M. You know, I, I think in sort of looking at this now, seeing how this board is stacking up, you know, I've got to look at the overall players that are available, and they're all safeties. And we pick again in 18 spots. And given how, you know, running back is still fairly deep. I mean, Jared Patterson from Buffalo is still available. He will be available for a while. Um, edge is still a question. And so I'm bouncing between edge and offensive tackle. Um, I think we could still wait a little longer on on edge. So I'm going to go with Brady Christensen. I know it's a little bit of a reach, but I'm just worried about how that's going to thin out or not. And so that's going to be the pick here at 130, 120, 120. And so now we are going to be on the clock again here at 138 and again on the clock at 145. And so we've got some picks in a compressed period of time. We're on the clock here at 138. Ramondre Stevenson just went at 137. Daz Newsom at 134. Hunter Lawn at 131. And so we've got two picks coming up, 138 and 145. Looking at the big board, um, the only safety, three safeties available atop of the big board, Richard LeCountry, Thompson, Derek Forrester, Darius Washington. So if safety is still a position we want to address, um, starting to thin out a little bit more. Um Look at tight end here. Trey McKitty, Kenny Yoba, Quentin Morris, Nick Eubanks, Pro Wells, Merrill Forrestall. Like, we're, we're in the dart throw portion of the tight end draft, so I don't feel the need to force that. Um, looking at edge, all the guys we talked about earlier are available here. Jonathan Cooper, Malcolm Kuntz, Dalian Hayes, they're still available. Shaka Tony, who has just precipitously fallen off of a cliff here. Um, he's 112 on... TDN's overall big board. And so that's interesting. Look at the overall board again. Safety seemed to stack things up really well. Um, let's look at linebacker. Monty Rice, Charles Snowden, Patty Fisher. Linebacker is thinned out. We might have missed the window there. Interior defensive line. There are still some names there. Jalen Twyman and Aylan McNeil are still available. So given that we have to, a pick again in like eight spots, I don't feel the need to force that. I don't really feel the need to force positions of need. Let's go back to the big board. Can we take advantage of a fall? Maybe not. Let's look at interior offensive line for a second. This feels like a good position to address because this is sort of falling apart. Uh, Deontay Brown and Tommy Kramer are the two names that I'm going to decide between. Um, I'm going to go with Tommy Kramer from Notre Dame here at 138. I know that Deontay Brown is a favorite of some. I like, I think he moves better than people give him credit for. He's a massive human being. Um, but I'm going to go with Tommy Kramer. I liked a lot of what he did both on film and at the Senior Bowl. 145 now, we're on the clock. I would like to address Edge at this point. I really don't want to wait too much longer. Um... We're going to go with Malcolm Kuntz, the edge from Buffalo. I've liked a lot of what I've seen from him. We will be on the clock again at 159. But to sort of recap what we've done so far, Mac Jones at 15, DME Brown at 46, 
Benjamin St. Justy at 96, Brady Christensen at 120, Tommy Kramer at 138, Malcolm Kuntz at 145. We're on the clock again now at 159. Looking at the overall big board, all wide, re- all wide receivers sort of stacking up here. All wide receivers. Um, positions that TDN thinks we still need to address, tight end, interior defensive line, safety. Um, let's look at interior defensive line here. And I think the picture sort of makes itself. Aylan McNeil from NC State, a favorite of the Slack channel. He's the pick at 159. Don't want to take the chance because it does sort of thin out after him. Um, Malik Karen is intriguing, but it sort of thins out after him. So that's what we're going to go with here. And now we won't be on the clock again until 188. Those of you that listened to my live mock draft from Trevor Sycamore know at 188 we traded up to get Shaka Tony. Um, a fascinating draft pick, obviously. But instead, we are on the clock here at 188. And overall, it's still receivers on the big board staring us in the face. Um, and I'm going to throw a dart throw at receiver. I'm going to bet on traits here at 188. Marquez Stevenson, the speedy wide out from Houston. We're going to take a bet on speed and athleticism at this spot in the draft. Now at 197, we are on the clock again. We could go another dart throw. Um, Dax Milne, Frank Darby, Des Fitzpatrick are available. Um, but I'm going to go with another sort of wide receiver option, maybe. Cornell Powell and Trayvon Grimes and Kay Johnson, they're all staring me in the face, and they're very intriguing. Um, but since we're throwing darts, I think it's a time to throw a dart throw at a tight end. Haven't done it yet. Miller Forrestal from Alabama is very intriguing, as is John Bates. Um, but the name that really sort of excites me is Tony Poljan uh, from Virginia. And so that's going to be the pick here at 197. And why does he intrigue me? Because I think there's room to grow. There's room to develop. I think he's very good in line. He's a good blocker, but also shows some talent in the receiving game, shows some movement skills. Every time I watch the tight end, it feels like the thing I was writing in my notes more than anything else was, man, he's open. They're just not throwing him the football. They're just not throwing on the ball. And I think that's part of the way tight ends are used or potentially misused in the National Football League. And so that's going to be the pick there, Tony Poljan. Now we sort of are on the clock again at 237, looking at the overall board. A lot of the names we just mentioned, Cade Johnson, Cornell Powell, Trayvon Grimes are available. Um, what's left for safeties? Not much. Um, what's left for linebackers? Tough Borland. No, thank you. Um, linebacker safety and running back are the picks positions they want us to address. Really sort of thin there. Ben Mason has been a popular pick in 237. Um, the Patriots going fullback. And you know what? I kind of like that. Ben Mason. So there's your draft. The Mac Jones draft. Again, The exercise was, if the Patriots draft Mac Jones at 15, what could the rest of the draft look like? DME Brown at 46, Benjamin St. Juice at 96, Brady Christensen at 120, Tommy Kramer at 138, Malcolm Kuntz at 145, Alan McNeil at 159, Marquez Stevenson at 188, Tony Poljohn at 197, and Ben Mason at 237. The question is this, did we properly address enough of the P's, right? Protection, playmakers, playbook. 
Did we do that? Well, you obviously can't address playbook in a mock draft. Protection and playmakers, did we do that? DME Brown, Brady Christensen, Tommy Kramer, Marquez Stevenson, Tony Poljan, Ben Mason. Are those enough? I leave that up to you. And speaking of you, your mock drafts are next, here on episode 178 of The Sco Show. Mark Schofield back with you now on episode 178 of The Sco Show, and it's time for your mocks. And judging by my timeline, even before this show went live, nobody's going to be happy with the first half of this episode, or at least... A lot of you won't be happy, given the Mac Jones scenario at 15. So as a bit of a palate cleanser, we turn to your mocks. And as we do in each mock draft Monday, we start with the mocks that were sent in via email. As always, you can email me anytime at mark.schofield at insidethepylon.com. And we have an absolutely incredible special mock draft to kick things off, a wonderful email sent in from Josh in New Hampshire. Mark, my son and I listened to your Pat's Pulpit podcast, and he'd absolutely love if you read his mock draft during a podcast, Pro Football Focus Image Attached. His name is Theo, and he's eight. He made most of the picks himself, including the pick at 15. And Theo, I would be honored to read your mock draft, and let's dive in, kicking it off with the pick that you made at 15, Jalen Waddell, wide receiver, Alabama. And then at 46, Jackson Carmen, the tackle from Clemson. At 96, Osa O, the defensive tackle from UCLA. At 120, Kellen Mond, the quarterback from Texas A&M. At 139, KJ Britt, linebacker, Auburn. At 145, Malik Heron, edge from, from Georgia. At 159, Quinton Bahana, the defensive tackle from Kentucky. At 197, Josh Palmer, the wide receiver from Tennessee. At 199, Jonathan Cooper, the edge from Ohio State. And to round it out, Nick Eubanks, the Michigan tight end at 241. Now, Theo did his mock draft on Pro Football Focus, which gives you a grade. And PFF gave Theo's grade an A-. And... I often disagree with PFF grades, and I disagree with their grade here of an A- minus because, Theo, this is an A-plus draft. If the New England Patriots turned in a draft that's like yours, I and I think every other Patriots fan out there in the world would be overjoyed. Theo, you absolutely crushed it. And I can only say, I know you're just eight, but I look forward to the day when if you're not making the picks for the New England Patriots or another NFL team, you take my job because, Theo, my friend, you are going places. This was a fantastic job to you, uh, Theo, and thank you to you and your dad for sending this on in. This was just an incredible mock draft, um, and I'm honored to not just read it but to kick off this week's reader mock drafts with it. Next one comes to us from Russell Easterbrooks, uh, PFN mock simulator with some trades up top, 15 and 45, and 15 and 145, excuse me, to Tennessee for 22 and 53, and then 22 to Washington in exchange for 51, 74, 82, and a second in 2021. Russell absolutely breaking the PFN mock simulator and breaking the Washington football team franchise along the way. What does he do with all these picks? 
Xavier Collins at 46, Carlos Basham at, one, at 51, Amari Rogers at 53, Tyler Shelvin, the D tackle from LSU at 74, DME Brown at 82, Kyle Trask at 96, Tyree Gillespie, Missouri safety at 120, Janarius Robinson, Florida State Edge at 139, Jared Patterson, the Buffalo running back at 159, Landon Young, Kentucky offensive tackle at 197, Brady White in the Brady, Brady spot. 199, the quarterback for Memphis, and Riley Patterson, the Memphis kicker, at 241. Mark McNally via the email machine, another PFF mock draft. We do also have a trade. 15 goes to Jacksonville for 25 and 45. Then you get Xavier Collins at 45. Pat Fryermuth at 40, uh, 25, excuse me, and then Pat Fryermuth at 45. Alex Leatherwood at 46. Quine, Quinn Minerts at 96. His pro day is this week. Just throwing that out there. Demetric Felton at 125. Jamie Newman at 134. Amari Rogers at 139. Chris Rumpf, the edge from Duke, at 145. Anthony Schwartz at 159. CJ Verdell, the Oregon back, at 199. Michael Mennett. Penn State Center at 216. And DJ Daniel at 241, the Georgia corner. Fantastic job there, Mark. Really enjoyed it. And not just because your name's Mark. This is a very good draft, especially Felton at 125. I like that. Uh, Amari Rogers at 139, I think, is a steal. So really well done there. Now we turn to the Twitter machine. As always, if I'm, I think what I'm going to do next week, I didn't do it in time for this week. I think... Like next, this Wednesday or so, I'm going to put out a, a tweet and have you respond in the thread. That might be easier. I'm still trying to piece together how to make sure I get to everybody's because every week I miss somebody's. This comes in from at JPFTW, JPFTW slash slash mock draft season. Got a new one. Thanks for all your hard work. And I thoroughly enjoyed the Stardew Valley content. And I will say there's a gif of one of the Stardew characters throwing a football because one of the Stardew characters, the NPCs, uh, wants to be a pro football player. Um, so I thought that was rather appropriate. This is a mock from PFF. Trey Lance at seven, part of a trade with Detroit in which we send them 15 and a future second. If that's it, sign me up. Trey Lance at seven. Terrace Marshall Jr., the LSU wideout at 47. I like him. Brevin Jordan at 99. Tutu Atwell, Louisville wideout at 120. Trey Smith, the Tennessee guard. Saw him doing some whiteboard work recently. At 140, Amari Rogers at 141. Shy Smith. South Carolina wideout at 163. Sidarius Hutcherson, South Carolina guard at 196. Alaric Jackson, Iowa tackle at 206. Taquan Graham at 241. And Chris Evans, Michigan running back at 246. Fantastic job there, my friend. Keep playing, Stardew. Got another one in from Pablo Joel at H-O-E-L-P-A-B-L-O. This one, there are some assumptions a four-man quarterback room, trading Gilmore, trading Shaq Mason, signing a veteran quarterback. They don't bring back Lawrence Guy, Dietrich Wise, John Simon, or Adam Butler. And he kicks it off with Mac Jones at 15, so we'll see how his mock goes compared to mine. Xavier Collins at 43. Davion Dixon at 46. Tylen Wallace, the wideout, at 89. At 96, Joe Tyron. The edge from Washington at 131. Keith Taylor, the corner from Washington. Divine Diablo at 139. Paris Ford at 149, doubling up on safety. 159, Josh Palmer. 169, Anthony Schwartz. 170, Malcolm Koontz, getting him late. 
Ian Book at 199, Tommy Kramer at 218, and Tedrell Slayton, the defensive tackle from Florida, at 241. I like that. You saw a lot of the similar names in his, as well as mine. For example, Tommy Kramer and Malcolm Kuntz later in the draft. Um, so you see sort of trying to get those players around Mac Jones. So very nice approach there. Thanks for sending that one in. Next one comes to us from Mike Rubin at R-U-U-U-U-U-B-I-N on the Bird app. Uh, a PFN mock draft simulator. Kyle Pitts at 15. Xavier Collins at 46. Elijah Moore at 96. Wrap it up. Go home. That's a fantastic start. Uh, Jamie Newman at 120. Ade Odegendi, the defensive tackle from Notre Dame at 139. Jalen Twyman at 145. Benjamin St. Juice at 159. Remember where I got him in mind. Yee. Good job there. Bad job, me. Cornell Powell at 197. Marlon Williams, UCF wideout at 199. And Ben Mason in the Ben Mason spot at 241. Fantastic job, Mike. Mike almost ha- also has an idea, perhaps for future shows, um, pass on, draft, or trade up for. Kind of like, you know, another game that you can play with three options. And I won't read what those options are, but you know where we're going with this. Um, pass on, draft, trade up for. You know, you could do it for a position. For example, Kyle Trask, Jamie Newman, David Mills, right? Which one are you passing on? Which one are you drafting? And which one are you trading up for? I like that idea. We might have to do that on a future show. Maybe um, dedicate a show to a position group. That's a cool idea. Thanks for sending that over, my friend. Here's one that I failed to read in recent weeks. Promise that I get to it this one. This is from at L-U-C-A-G-A-Y-N-O-R-B-L-M on the Twitter bird app. Um... Miami in this one takes Jamar Chase at three and Devonta Smith at 15. This is a PFF mock, so I guess the Dolphins are going to double up a wideout. But here's what he sends in, part of a trade with the Dolphins, swapping back a couple of spots, giving them 15 and getting 18 and 36 in the process. Rondale Moore, the Purdue wideout, the LaVisca Chenault of this draft, at 18, Pat Frymuth, 36, Kyle Trask at 46, Cameron Sample at 96, Tutu Atwell, Louisville wideout at 120. Marlon Tuapolu uh, at 139. Josh Myers at 145. Trey Sermon, the running back from Ohio State at 159. Ernest Jones, South Carolina linebacker at 197. Hamilcar Rashid, the edge from Oregon State at 199. And Marcelino Ball, Indiana corner at 241. I like that. I like the start too. Kyle Trask at 46. I've got my thoughts on Kyle Trask, but at 46, I, I think I'm kind of okay with it. Uh, Cameron Sample, we've covered him a lot. Big fan of his. Thanks, my friend, for sending that in. Sorry, I didn't get to it in recent weeks. Next one comes to us from at Save the Uyghur. Save the Uyghurs on Twitter. Um, obviously, uh, a powerful message there and one I think that people should take to heart. Um, this is a PFF mock. Uh, Jason Owe, the edge from Penn State at 15, Kyle Trask at 46, Chaz Surratt at 96, Quinn Miners at 120, Kerry Vincent at 139, Amari Rogers at 145, love that, Hunter Lawn at 159, Dwayne Eskridge at 197, Woo. and he mentions that, look, Eskridge started as a corner, I mean, do we got Troy Brown, Julian Edelman 2.0 vibes there? Maybe. Alaric Jackson at 199, and Terrell Slayton at 241. So there you go. Those are the Twitter DM mocks that I got in this week. We'll close it out with some of the mocks. There are tons of mocks in the Locked On Patriots Slack. Again, if you'd like to be a member of the Slack channel, at Mark Schofield on the Bird app, mark.schofield at 
insidethepylon.com uh, for the old invite. Sending out more and more invites all the time, and that's very cool to see. Got one from Josh, Ambry, Thomas, or Bust is a little parenthetical handle on the Slack and wanted me to bookmark this for the show, and you'll see why in a second. A little bit of a trade up, trading with the Detroit Lions to get to seven. Zach Wilson, quarterback of BYU at 47, Xavier Collins at 51, Brevin Jordan at 60, DME Brown at 76, Michael Carter, the running back from North Carolina at 77, Creed Humphrey, the center from Oklahoma, Tyler Shelvin at 86, Adarius Washington, the safety from TCU at 98, Walker Little at 105, Ambry Thomas at 120, Quincy Roche at 133, Jaleon Darden mentioned him earlier at 164, Ben Mason at 199. Oh, Josh, you're reaching for Ben Mason. He's in the Ben Mason spot at 241. Evan McPherson, the kicker from Florida, 200. And Racy McMath at 241 in the Ben Mason spot. You can see why Josh flagged that one. I mean, as we put it, he broke slack with that. That's just beautiful. We're running out of time here, and I know I didn't get to everybody. It's like John Lamarakis, uh, Manuel O, Andy Likens, Jim Reynolds, all the people doing the mocks in the mock draft channel. But I did want to get to this from Nelario that he dropped in. Double dipping on the quarterback spot. Justin Fields at 8. Liam Eichenberg at 37. Jabril Cox at 76. DME Brown at 96. Seen that's a popular one. Uh, Benjamin St. Juice at 116. Jamie Newman at 120. A little double dip. Uh, Cameron Sample at 138. Trey McKitty, the tight end from Georgia at 145. Uh, Bledsoe, the Missouri safety at 159. Darden from North Texas, the wideout at 197. And Ben Mason at 237 from the Lario. And so... Before we close, we do have one more mock that got submitted pretty much like right at the deadline. Uh, it comes to us from at underscore Adam underscore 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 underscore. Maybe one more underscore. It's hard to tell. Uh, Twitter doesn't really sort of spell it out. Um, but he sent me over a mock. Um, wanted to get it in because he said it's probably his favorite. He went into it trying to get Rashad Bateman and Xavier Collins. He wasn't quite able to pull that off, but he came pretty darn close. Uh, so thanks to some trades, Xavier Collins at 28, Dylan Raddins at 46, Alan McNeil at 60, Joe Tyron, the edge from Washington at 81, Amon Ross St. Brown at 96, Kellen Mond at 120, Sean Wade at 123, Richard LeCount, Georgia Safety at 139, Amari Rogers at 145. I've seen a lot of that today. Uh, Trey Sermon at 151, Hunter Lawn at 157. And unfortunately, it looks like the rest of it got cut off a bit, um, but still... Really love it. Um, Saving Collins is fantastic. Um, Juan Ross St. Brown and Amari Rogers at 96 and 145. That's fantastic too. So thank you, sir, for something. And then he also asks about Rashad Bateman. And after the, say, the big three, look, let me say it this way. For some people, Rashad Bateman is a top three wide out, and he ain't three. And for some, he ain't two. And that's in this class. Um, I'm not as high on him as those, but I'm close. He's fantastic. Um, but that will do it for today. I will be back Thursday. What I might talk about Thursday is something, and I love Doug Farrar. I mean, the, means the world to me. Um, he, on Sunday nights, sort of give a little teaser for something that I worked on during the day Sunday. It's a 5,500-plus 5, word 
um, opus from me on perhaps, perhaps, perhaps uh, the future of offensive football. Um, so that's probably going to drop on Touchdown Wire sometime Monday. Um, I might take Thursday's show and sort of dive into that a little bit. Maybe not. Maybe we'll have free agency news. Who knows? I'm going to keep my options open. Um, but look for that on Touchdown Wire. I'll put a lot of effort into it. Um, so check that out. Until then, friends, stay safe. Check in on your loved ones. Wash those hands. And when you do, sit along and bless those Patriots reigns down in Foxborough.